Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hi everybody, this is Sarah May and this is Help Me Be Me and this is an episode about ways to grow your confidence and self-love. In other, way, in other words, it's an episode about fostering the relationship that you have with yourself because a, a lack of self-love can translate into a whole slew of issues and more importantly, you might not even know that you're suffering from a lack of it. For example, you might be tolerating behavior that's abusive, but you have absolutely no sensitivity to it because it's just an average experience in your frame of reference. When you grow your confidence, it's like growing a special pair of cloud shoes. Like You can float above it all, and in every area of your life, things just stop getting to you. It's like you're you're coated in like uh, Teflon or, you know, things don't bring you down like they used to and you're you just rise above external factors because you have yourself and that relationship is the most powerful relationship you have in your life so i'm going to give you a couple of tools or practices i guess that i think will help or hope they'll help so numero uno treat yourself with sweetness and respect for example if um you know, imagine you're taking your yourself on a first date and just treat yourself that well all the time. Like little things like if you're working and you're cold, get yourself a jacket. Don't make yourself sit in the cold or be uncomfortable. Take care of your body and your needs, like even in very small ways. Um, another example is eat what you like. Don't abuse yourself and make yourself eat stuff that is not enjoyable to you like that's an it negates your uh your enjoyment being a factor in the decisions you make in your life um i also like to plan little dates (laughs) for myself i think it's a good way to kind of uh practice this that takes the uh the edge off of it i guess so like Plan a little date night for yourself. Plan to have like a bath or whatever it is that you know you love. Do all of those things and like pamper yourself and make it into kind of a ritual. So if you're feeling like low on your self-confidence meter, plan a little date night for yourself. Pamper yourself. Make yourself feel good physically. Um, Okay, tool number two. Aspire to be your best even in the tiniest details. So little things like making sure you have clean socks on or feeling good when you walk out the door because you're wearing your favorite outfit. Things like that go a long way if you do them consistently. So it it can be difficult to maintain, but try. Try to act as your best self 
in all ways at all times. Because once you break that habit, when you're alone, it's almost like you're subconsciously telling yourself the quote truth of who you are. So be kind to everybody all the time, even when people are rude to you. Act as your best self, as though you're on camera or as though you're, you know, being broadcast to the nation on live television. Act that responsibly about being your best self wherever you happen to be, because that will translate to how you feel about yourself so quickly. Like it's dramatic how quickly that just becomes who you are at your resting state. Uh, tool number three, be nice to yourself verbally. And that means you basically treat yourself as you treat other people. Or I would say if you don't treat other people nicely, that's also going to affect how you feel about yourself. But how you treat yourself, even in your thoughts, is it informs how you feel about who you are. So as a way to kind of check up on yourself, if you can't tell, you know, sometimes we don't even notice when we're not nice to ourselves with our language because it's like fleeting thoughts. There's so many of them. Try writing down for one week everything you think or say aloud about yourself. Anything, even if it's a joke. Um, I suck at blank or even those little casual things. Just keep a tally of all of the things you say in in reference to yourself. And if you start to recognize anything even subtly negative or if there is something obviously negative, decide on an alternate uh, phrase that you're going to replace it with. Like directly trade it out. For example... And it can be really subtle, uh, and it'll still have a negative effect on you and how you feel. Um, it's almost like bullying yourself. For example, I was saying I used to say in my head, if I was uh, obsessing over something I didn't want to think about, I would say "stop it" in my head, and that felt bad. Over time, it felt bad, so I shifted it to "stay here," and that one works really well. And it's also just like a much nicer way to say that. Um, so be nice to yourself verbally. Tool number four, accept and embrace what is out of your control immediately. I think a lot of us suffer, uh, from our own hand when we punish ourselves with regrets and regrets are completely unnecessary and they do not serve us. And they're furthermore abusive. So decide ahead of time to accept each and every future event, uh, just try your best and accept the outcome regardless of what it is. So let, a, let go of what is out of your control. You can choose ahead of time. You can just write it to yourself. Say literally, I choose to let things go and just try my best. So regardless of the outcome, forgive yourself. And any failure, quote unquote, that you experience you can decide ahead of time, I'm going to treat that failure as such a valuable lesson and I'm going to be grateful for it. And I think the only thing you can measure yourself by ever is whether or not you tried your best. And if you don't, you know you will do it the next time. You can decide you will do it the next time. Number five is be kind to yourself physically and stay in your body. 
I think a lot of the time, if you suffer from a lack of confidence or a lack of self-love, you often will lose track of how connected you are to your actual body because there's so many toxic or painful feelings in your body, it's not fun to be in it. So you'll detach from it by either mentally investing in someone else and their feelings, like obsessing about how somebody else is feeling, what they're thinking. I know a lot of people do this when it comes to relationships that cause them to feel vulnerable or shine a spotlight on them and their feelings. It's such an uncomfortable feeling. So we tend to want to just jump out of our bodies and just be obsessed with what is going on in somebody else's body. And that's just not going to serve you well. Although it's a very uh, loving and attractive trait in people. I mean, it's attractive if you are so invested in somebody that you care about everything that's going on with them. But at the end of the day, all you're doing is disconnecting from an ability to become your best self because in order to become your best self you really have to foster this intimate and trusting relationship that you have with yourself so ways to know if you are potentially separate from your body um, if you are doing things like uh, over exercising or pushing your body and almost using it treating it like a tool or like a, uh, a separate thing. If, if you refer to your body as something separate from you in any shape or form, that's a kind of a warning sign that you are, are you're avoiding some pro or some pain that's inside of your body. Um, you want to really try and listen to it and be sensitive to it and treat it with, uh, as though it is just you, it is you. There's no separation. So listen to what it's saying and what it needs. Tune in as often as, as possible. Try and hear what it's saying to you. And if you've been separated from your body for a long time, it'll be really hard to rebuild that. It'll just take a little bit of effort. It's not really hard. It just takes some uh, actual manual <laughs> reconnecting, I guess I would say. So things like meditation or breathing exercises. I recommend yoga. Um, basically efforting to take care of yourself, soothe yourself, listen to what your body needs. Um, and if you can't hear it and you're still doing all of those things, it's likely because the noise in your head, just the busyness of everyday stuff is just clouding it. It's drowning it out, which I would say, again, do something that requires your brain shuts off. So things like meditational breathing, even slow, deliberate breaths. Just focus on emptying your brain and listening to the sound of your own breath. Um, your body will tell you everything you need to know about how you feel if you just tune into it and listen to it and respect it, what it's saying. Um, anyway, number six, better yourself in a non- typical, non uh, atypically you kind of way. So like in any direction, just because you're curious about it. I know it's usually the case when you're in your adult years, you don't invest in something unless it's going to further your career or you, ha you know, you don't take a class unless you have to. But 
if you can think back to when you were a kid, when we were growing up and you got to learn something new or try something just to see if it was fun or if you were good at it, you felt like, uh, you know, a star. You would leave, you'd run home and just be so excited to share something new that you, you grew in yourself. And you can do the same thing as an adult. And it really goes off a long, long way in just, just putting you on the fast track to personal growth and confidence. Just try, I would say, enrolling in a class or taking on like new kinds of a new lesson of some sort and and just choose something that aligns with anything that you like, even if it's the tiniest like I was always curious about learning French. Whatever it is, just better yourself in a new direction just for you. And now you may want to adjust your volume for a brief word from our sponsors. Uh, number seven. This is one I like to do um, once in a, a month, maybe, or once every couple of weeks with my man. Uh, you write ten things or say aloud. Write a list of ten things you are great at. And it can be uncomfortable if you're not used to boasting your qualities. It can feel really, really awkward at first. But it's partly just because there aren't many reason to, reasons to do that in your everyday life. So other than when you're asking for something like a promotion, there's never going to be a circumstance where you would be forced to think about those things. But when you do that, you actually reveal to yourself things that you never thought about or, or put a spotlight on. Like it's almost like you discover that you have a muscle just by being asked to look for it. And it can also just be a great way to foster that bond you have with yourself. Um, number eight, do not allow others to step on you and basically speak up. Use your voice and grow yourself Assume you have the right to speak and be heard and, and challenge yourself to stand up for your opinions. I mean, if you are the type of person that does this already, you're probably, you can ignore this number eight. But if you're the type of person that hears that little voice deep down that says, like, I think I should say this, but you ignore it uh, because you don't want to speak up, that is hurting you by telling you that your voice doesn't matter. Like you're subconsciously telling yourself that your, your opinion is not valid. And in general, your voice is so important and such a important thing for you to foster and embrace and grow and push yourself, uh, to use in ways that sometimes won't make you feel very comfortable. I think, in a, like ahead of time, if you can write it down in your journal or where it, wherever it is you write notes to yourself, just decide ahead of time you're going to let go of the fact that you might be embarrassed. You're just going to decide ahead of time you're going to embrace it no matter what and that you probably will be embarrassed or you probably will feel weird or people will, will probably you know, say something to make you feel s stupid, but let it go ahead of time and decide you're not going to care because it's one of those things that once you get used to it 
and you just let you get used to kind of feeling uncomfortable or embarrassed, it takes all of the power out of it. And then suddenly you have this other new superpower or this other new muscle that just grew. And you're like, wow, I can use this in so many other ways. And you reveal to yourself how fearful everybody else is in comparison. It's, it's like the most amazing vantage point to gain. Nowadays, when I get that feeling of nervousness, I actually embrace it because it's, to me, it's a sign of some new growth on the horizon. Like if I get really nervous, I'm like, wow, something awesome is about to happen and I don't know what it is yet, but I'm about to become something greater just because of the anticipation of this new experience. And it'll become true in your experience if you get in the habit of pushing yourself into areas that are a little bit intimidating. It's like you'll get used to it to the point where all of a sudden it'll be rare when you feel that nervousness. I sound like I'm bragging. I don't mean to be bragging. It's just I used to be very, very terrified of public speaking and also of, I guess, speaking my opinion. And now I don't have that problem at all, obviously, because I'm podcasting. Uh, okay, number nine. Number nine. Let your happiness be a deciding factor. Uh, and that just means decide things in your life based on what will make you happy. And that doesn't mean things that you should do. It means what do you want to do based on investing in your best interests, interests long term? Like, I don't, I don't mean like invest in making yourself happy by eating ice cream at night. It's, it's more, what are, what are your highest goals for yourself? What are your, in your best interests that will promote your happiness long term? Decide things in your life based on that, not based on what other people want you to do or want you to want you to do, want you to want to do, uh, but just cater to your happiness even when it comes to responsibilities because at the end of the day, you get one life. It's, it's not long enough that you should be suffering for money. You shouldn't be suffering for anything. It's just, it's not necessary. You don't have to live a life that makes you unhappy. You can find a path that accommodates all of you. It'll just take uh, a bit of thinking on it. But I would say it also decide ahead of time that there's no such thing as a correct answer for you. The only correct answer, like if people try and tell you that you should be doing something differently or that you shouldn't make certain life choices, the only correct answer can come from you. And that's because it's your life. You're the only one that can decide it and what you're supposed to be doing with it, period. It's the only person that's going to live that life is you. To let go of what anybody else thinks you should do. Because holistically, as a person, you will do better in your life if you are deciding to do what rewards you as a person. And it'll translate to just how you treat others, how you live in every other facet. Which brings me to number 10, my last tool. Write to yourself about who you decide to be. In other words, journal daily and build that trust and that bond with yourself. So when we're not confident, we believe the words of others over 
the words of ourself. And that's because we just don't know. It's because you don't have a relationship or an awareness of yourself. You have no gauge. You don't know yourself. So when somebody says something about you and maybe it's something negative, you'll be like, it'll, when it stings, you'll be questioning, wait, wait, is that true? Is that, do I, did I do that on purpose? Am I a bad person? Really? Was that a lot? Like there are all these, when people call into question your moral values and you question the validity, it's likely a sign you do not have a strong bond with yourself because when you have a strong bond with yourself, no one can shake it. If someone calls you a cheater or a liar or a whatever it is that whatever terrible thing you can think of, it will never ever strike a sore spot because you know deep down that it's not true. There's no one that could convince you of it because you know yourself. You are your own best friend and you've got your back in all situations and no one can topple it. And that is like the best feeling in the world. So back to my journal tip. I think you should journal daily as a rule just because it'll speed up the, the personal growth that you want to create so dramatically. And it's partly because you are able to formalize any thoughts you have in print form and just being, being able to see them in front of you is so powerful because it makes it real. It's like a lot of us dismiss those thoughts that we might have as, um, you don't really think that though. Oh, it's fake or it's not a genuine, you don't really intend to be a good person. Like they're, they're so easily dismissed or mistrusted when they're just fleeting thoughts. But when you write down to yourself, I want to be blank, it's, you mean it because you get to decide it. I mean, you are you. You decide who you are. There is no other person that gets to decide it for you, period. So if you want to create personal change in a positive direction, journal. And I recommend uh, one of the practices I do every day is um, I write, just reconfirm like your I am list. And that's basically like five to 10 uh, adjectives that describe who you are deep down at your core. So basically who you are aspiring to act as. And that means, and if you want to be these things, it doesn't mean they're not, you are not these things. It just means you are not completely in touch with owning those things yet. I know that sounds abstract. What I'm saying basically is like, so my I am list of adjectives that I write every day to myself. I am happy, loving, empowered, radiant, inspired. Um, my last one is a beam of light because that's how I want to be. But those, whatever those adjectives are, you write them every day to yourself. And it's just like to remind yourself who you are deciding to be. And that is like a decision, meaning you, you've made that decision. Now you're just reminding yourself to act in accordance with that decision. It's easy to forget because it's easy to get sucked into just the daily crap, you know, the daily like worry or the, the communal crap. I feel like there's a lot of people that are on the right track when they're able to separate from their environment. But then as soon as they get sucked into other people's drama or just the environments that create drama, there, you just, you break down, your brain forgets who you are because you're just in, you've, 
you've gone back into a pattern. So if you can reaffirm every day to yourself, you can actually speed along your growth um, and your ability to maintain those things as a, a true um, description of who you are. Um, I think many people, many of us get to a point when uh, we just separate from ourselves, we don't trust ourselves, we don't believe ourselves or believe that we're good. And I think it, it comes from a lot of different things. Usually it's tied to uh, feeling a lot of pain inside and we just don't want to look at it and we don't want to deal with it. So we'll end up focusing on other people or we'll end up uh, separating from our bodies with um, numbing, self-soothing tactics or uh, if you have low self-worth that's created by somebody else and their influence on your life that can make you just separate from your body and not want to be in it at all because it's been basically broken down to nothing. Um, but I will say in closing, if you feel like this is at all not that important or that growing self-love is trivial or it's selfish, know that building your confidence in your relationship with yourself translates into every other area of your life times a million. Like it literally puts you into a whole new life. And in that life, everything is possible. You are completely capable of anything you want to do with, you have yourself to fall back on. It's like, you don't have to worry. You can, it's like growing a super you into a super you. Um, and you can take more risks and you can achieve more. You can help more. You can be more supportive to others because you have yourself to rely on and you can rely on your judgment. It's like, you don't have to second guess yourself ever. You can just go for it. Like think of it like two rock climbers on a mountain face. And when you grow your relationship with yourself, it's like you have bigger muscles and you can climb higher and you can carry the weight of others and you can help them get to the top with you. And anyway, I digress. Um, but you are the best investment that you can make and it is worth a million times more to invest in yourself than it is to invest in anything else, any stuff. So I would hope that you do it for yourself because it's, it's such a great feeling and it'll make you into such a happy person, which is what I would like. So be good to yourself and don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.